I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. So how's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Gorilla. And, um, I mean, as, as we kind of talked about just before we went on the air, there, a lot happened as far as, like, Survivor Series, but that was so long ago now, I feel like we shouldn't really harp on that too much. And then, other than that, not a whole lot's going on. No, it, it feels like it's been two weeks since we last recorded. It does. On that frantic Sunday afternoon. And I just, it makes me sad because I was so excited for Survivor Series. And it was just such a mediocre show. Like, it was, a, it was almost pretty nothing. much what I expected. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you weren't wrong. I, like, there were a lot of great, like, really cool moments that I can think of. Like, the, like the Daniel Bryan comeback in the Brock Lesnar match. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, that was awesome. And he got me to buy into that. And the Ronda Rousey match was great. And yeah. I really enjoyed that. That was the and one. Like, okay. That was that was. I mean, there to me, there were three real highlights. And one, the cruiserweight title match was fantastic. Mustafa mm-hmm. Ali and Buddy Murphy was was amazing, as everyone expected it to be. The Ronda Rousey Charlotte was by far the best thing of the night because it was fantastic from both of those people. And then, yeah, and then the Daniel Bryan uh, comeback against Lesnar was uh, was really exciting too. So, um, mm-hmm. but other than that, the only- everything else was pr- not even like not good. Everything else was like awful. Okay, now tell me what you think about this because I know you hate. Shane McMahon, like yep. the wrestler, just yep. taking up the spotlight. The thing I loved about that match, this is the only thing that I loved about that match, is that they finally just realized that Shane McMahon is an old man who like cannot and should not be doing this. And they worked that just right into the story. Like he keeps hitting that coast to coast or whatever it is, and he can't even stand up. He's like clearly, you know, kind of knocked himself silly. And Miz is in his corner, like, come on, come on, get up, you can do it and, like, dragged him back to the ring post to do another one, that was a lot of fun. And it, it nope. doesn't matter because SmackDown got swept, which is kind yep. of dumb. But okay, They didn't get swept. A lot. Right, 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 pre-show, I know. But, like, kayfabe, oh, they got swept. That's the talking point, right? Now, I say this a lot on this show. I'm always the one who's like, well, you know, it could be interesting depending on what they do with it. And that was kind of how I felt Sunday night. I was like, well, you know, if Shane comes out and, like, fires page and starts you know like raising hell and doing all this stuff because he's mad that they lost no just you know he's kind of annoyed and i think he cut a promo with miz and said stuff was going to change and then nothing happened of course not so like that's what makes it so bad it's just that they just dunked on one of their shows for no payoff but the fact that like, anybody thinks like and like and there's nothing there's nothing to say other than Vince McMahon does not want SmackDown to be bigger than Raw. He never has, ever in his entire life, other than a couple of little things, like when they first started SmackDown. And there's a couple of times throughout the years when he's kind of pushed it a little bit. But he does not want it to be bigger than Raw, period. And he will sabotage his own show to make another show bigger. And we've seen this throughout the years. It's it's always been like that. Which is so weird, because he didn't just sell Raw to Fox for a billion dollars. You know, like I don't understand why you would continually okay with this deal. Shiny, is it officially like SmackDown? Because I keep hearing people say that that's not the case. 
What do you mean? Like, I keep hearing people t- say that it wasn't SmackDown that was bought. It's just, like, it was, uh, th- there's not, like, an official show involved in it or something. So I'm confused. No, no, like, they just, they bought the, it's not like, you know, he still owns it and, the, well, yeah, yeah. and books it and all that stuff. But, like, Fox owns the broadcast rights to SmackDown. And it is like next SmackDown. Like, yes. okay. It's SmackDown only, because the, the story I read this week, which was, Literally, the like the most exciting thing that happened in wrestling this week for me, which is really sad, is they just confirmed that, yeah, it's going to be on Fox, and they're going to keep the brand split. So it'll be like the Raw roster over here and the SmackDown roster over here, because Fox, they're looking at this as their show. Like, this isn't going to be, you know, on some regional network or, you know, smaller thing like USA or like Fox Sports. This is on, like, Fox, like Fox 5 here in Atlanta. Like, they're going to be advertising for it. Okay. During Fox NFL Sunday, it's their show. Okay. And, like, that means, you know, they're going to have a lot bigger say in the production and, like, how they shoot it. They right. want it to be more like real sports. Right, So that right, they right. can promote it next to stuff like the NFL. Right. And not, you know, like, it's, it's going to be a little silly. But, you know, like, it'll fit the brand a little bit more. Okay, that's what and, I thought. But I heard someone else arguing on, or someone else saying that it wasn't necessary. Anyway, that just, that, that's no, what no, I no. thought. No, well, no, no, the only the, the reason this was a story at all, because this all came out earlier, was they just reinforced the fact that there will be a brand split because Fox doesn't want to cross-promote with somebody else. Like right. If it was all one big roster, right. they're not going to spend half their time advertising for a show that's on the USA Network, you know? So they're invested in it as their own, you know, like co-owned property. So I don't understand why you keep dunking on it unless his intention is just to be like, well, yeah, see what you can get out of this. Like, I just, maybe it'll all pay off and there'll be some massive storyline where SmackDown, you know, rises up. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know. I, don't, I heard people I don't talking about that they think it's going to just, like, they're just going to shake up the whole roster. That's what I heard because of, because of this situation that they're going to, that that's one of the reasons why they're dumping on it because they're going to shake up the roster anyway, which still uh, yeah. makes no sense, even if that was yeah. the case. So, yeah, but Vince McMahon has a history of sabotaging his own stuff, so another thing he likes better is actually over. Because WWE is notorious for being like, we want this. And the fans are like, mm-hmm. we want that. And the WWE is like, nope, no, you're you going to get this, no matter what. Oh, you want that? All right, we'll take that away. So now you only get this. WWE's always performed like that. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a little pissed at wrestling fans after Sunday night because I realize like I'm a little bit of a mark for Ronda Rousey, but like, you don't have to boo the woman. Nope. Because she's not Charlotte Flair. That was nope. really annoying. Oh, I was I, I was furious about it. Wrestling fans are the... I mean, we already know. What wrestling fans are the worst. Do? She put on a great match. Look, are her Twitter promos corny? Yeah, they are. Yeah, like, sure. you can't You can't put her up against Becky Lynch and expect her not to get dunked on because the right. entire business is getting dunked on it. <laughs> right. <point>. But somebody <laughs> Not, not even just the business. Other people. <laughs> like, literally anybody. Yeah. You saw her thing with Conor McGregor. Yeah, <laughs> like it's everybody. Oh, that was wild. <laughs> like nobody can, nobody can withstand it. So it's just right. and like, somebody yeah. they—they're not putting her in a really good position based on how they're you know writing her promos and no. stuff right now. But what like I just—it's so fickle that you've been booing Charlotte Flair for three months. Yep. And the second that she busts out a kendo stick, it's just, we're so weird. We're as dumb as Vince McMahon thinks we are when stuff yes. like that happens. Yes. Not in the right way. Like he doesn't predict it or account for it but it's just 
Oh, it's annoying. Oh, no. Wrestling now, fans are the is, worst. We, we've already talked about is, that. The good news is they're going to feed her Nia Jax next, and everyone's going to cheer for her when that happens. True, so, true. That is the right be, move. That will be fun. And I hate. I, I kind of hate the Nia push, and it's frustrating like, oh, yeah, it's to awful. see her win and knock everybody out. But I get it. You know? Yeah, like, me too. It, it does... That makes more sense than any other booking decision they made on that show. Yep, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, yeah, but no, I'm with you. It, 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 it makes me so angry, the stupidity of wrestling fans. And yeah, it, it just doesn't make any sense. I, I just don't, I don't understand it. Um, but especially with the Ronda thing, I mean, I don't know what they want her to do. Like, I, I honestly right, don't know. Exactly. She's out here doing everything she can. And, okay, the argument, oh, she's a champion already. It's like, okay, I get that, I guess, in some. I get that to some degree. But at the same time, it's not. And they're, they constantly lep her in with Brock Lesnar. It's like, it's not even close. What are these people's problem? No, she is on the show every week doing stuff. Yeah. Every week going overseas, doing house shows all the time. Like, I don't, it's not the same. She's and not, I, she doesn't like, just come in, take the title, and then leave. Right. And it's I, I get the positive reaction for Charlotte. And I feel like I have to say this as somebody who was in Brooklyn when Becky turned on Charlotte and happily chanted, you deserve it at Charlotte, and that was fun. Right. But that's, like, there is at least a little bit of a kayfabe justification in the way, like, Charlotte just got put in the title match immediately because she's Charlotte Flair. You know, and you can sit there as a fan and say, well, she's really entitled and she needs to take a step back and, like, have more respect for Becky and all this kind of stuff. I don't know what the argument is for Ronda Rousey. Like, I get cheering Charlotte if you say, okay, well, it's fun to see someone just go nuts on another person. Which is true. In general, in wrestling. That's fun. And she said she was going to do it for Becky Lynch. And we love Becky Lynch. She's the man. And it's cool to see her, like, you know, not taking any crap from anybody just like Becky would do, you know? Uh, why? Why boo Ronda too? Though, like that's what I don't. It, I don't know. It, it doesn't. Make I don't any think sense. there's really any sign of that there. I don't know. There's I'm, not. I'm obviously a little biased about it, but it's fine. They'll pull it out. I think it's going to be weird when she and Charlotte fight again to see how people handle it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't understand the booking decision behind doing this with Charlotte, I really don't get it because Becky doesn't need a heater. She doesn't need Mm -hmm. someone. So I don't understand what the point of this was, but um, I don't don't know. I guess, I guess, I mean, Charlotte needs to be that. So I understand it from that standpoint, but it doesn't seem like that's the reason. It seems like it's part of this Becky angle, which it shouldn't be and doesn't need to be. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen now. No idea. That, the, this WWE is why we're is, not a current event podcast. WWE is so <laughs> illogical that you can't predict or follow it. You just have to wait for it to happen. Right. For for the most part. So. Um, and yet, here we are every week just trying to do exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, yeah, so Starcade happened last night, and uh, but we don't get to watch it till tonight, which makes absolutely zero sense. And it's only an hour, so it's not even the whole show. I don't understand. I don't get See, the point gonna- of this. If it's going to be a glorified house show, I'd rather they just be honest about it than try to promote it as this three-hour show. Oh, yeah, no, I'm fine with that, but it's just like, I just don't know why it's not live. I mean, why don't just, I don't I don't, I don't get this different, I mean, yes, it's a house show, period, and, and they're, you know, so they're not overdoing it, making it seem like it's something else, but why, 
why do it the day after when now all the results, like everyone already knows what happens? Like I just, I don't know. I, I just don't get it. But whatever. I didn't even know any of that was happening until you told me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night it happened. So um, anyway, Great. apparently there's a bunch of cage matches and. Hmm. Uh, well, Bray, I might actually watch that. Yeah, and Bray Wyatt came back. So yeah, um, that'll be that could be good. Well, we'll see. Be, we'll see. But, you know. but anyway, uh, yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. I think as far as anything going on right now, mm-hmm. not not a ton. Um, not a ton. Kind of, kind of dead for the month of December. Oh yeah, December is a wasteland. Yeah, it's pretty pretty rough. There's too many other things going on, which is fair. I mean, they don't even try because it's like no, why bother? Exactly. So exactly. Anyway, um, so I guess we might as well get started with this week's episode. Which uh, okay, so every every week. As as you guys know, we alternate who picks the t- you know who prepares the topic each week, and inevitably, when it comes to your week, you remember on Friday or Saturday, and then have to quickly <laughs> scramble to come up with an idea. And I do have an ongoing list of topics, but. Every week, it's like, all right, what do I want to do? Because, yes, I could pick some of these topics and do them, but it's really not fun if you're not interested in it at the time, which I found out doing the Hornswoggle one, which was just miserable, and I hated myself (laughs) doing it. Um, And I think it's like our lowest downloaded episode ever, so that's another thing with it. Um, Not that any of them are high, anyway. But... uh, so I was like, I have a couple of topics where I was just like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And trying to figure out what is going to be long enough to do a topic and, you know, the, the uh, where you can find enough information and something you're interested in doing. So, of course, I'm having to come up with an idea. And I have a bunch of lists of topics. And there's a couple that I definitely am going to do at some point and, and are going to be fun. But I didn't really feel like doing them. So I was com- trying to come up with a thing. I wanted to do something older because 90% of the stuff we do took play- has taken place over the last 25 years just because right. the, you know, that's when we've been watching, that's what's in the public knowledge, and that's what's easiest to find footage of. But I was like, I want to do something older, like you know, going back to like our first episode and talking about Dusty Rhodes and the Gorilla. Like I wanted something older like that that maybe not everyone knows about. So I just was trying to figure out what's weird. So I was trying to look stuff up. And of course, I was like, of course, Memphis wrestling. Like that was like the birthplace of half the weird stuff in wrestling history. That was the first place to really do weird things like entertainment based things. Like it was the first I think it was the first promotion to use like entrance music and stuff like that. Like Jerry Lawler and uh, Jerry Jarrett's promotion in, in Memphis. Yeah. You know, it used celebrities like it was, you know, way ahead of its time. Really? It really was like this was what WWE is now. But back then. And so, I never knew that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very innovative. Um, but also a lot of stuff didn't work when you're when you're innovative. Um, you know, it's like a 50 50 thing where it's either going to work or like be really stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. so I knew of a couple of things, but I was like, all right, I'm going to look up more Memphis wrestling stuff. So I found a bunch. I found one in particular, and we're going to get to it. That was one of the, my favorite things I've ever found in my life. Um, Excellent. And it, but it wasn't long enough, so I had to find more. So I found a handful of things, and th- there are more. So if I don't get into your favorite Memphis wrestling thing, I'm sorry. But I picked, I picked four. 
And so we're going to get into this. So strange moments and characters in Memphis wrestling. One of them is a character. Well, in 1982, the first vignette for Apocalypse was shown. Ooh. And and it's amazing. This is a character named Apocalypse. I found the name of the actual guy and I forgot what it was now. I didn't write it down because I couldn't pronounce the last name. Um, and I didn't want to look it up how to do it because I already spent a long time on it. So I forgot the guy's name. He was a journeyman wrestler and wrestled in a bunch of promotions. It's like Mike Bo- uh, like Boyetta or Boyetti or some- something like that. I'm sure people are screaming, listening to it, and know what it is. But um, This is already not a promising sign for Apocalypse. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But it was the vignette that was just amazing. Oh, it was great. Flight of the Valkyries is playing in the background. So immediately you're like, dang it, Brian. But it's not. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's this it's this like crazed military man running through the woods. I mean, literally, it's like uh, what's what's his name from like Apocalypse Now? Like, I swear that's what they were going for. That probably was exactly. What he's they like were going running for, through actually. the he's running through the woods. His face is all painted. He's like shooting uh-huh. bows and arrows, and it's just in like someone's backyard, like some woods in like someone's <laughs> backyard, and it's like this it's dramatic like, music and it. You- Go ahead. When you say that, I'm picturing this is this is this doesn't work at all because I know you just said it's 1982. I'm picturing the production value from like X Men Apocalypse, you know, like an actual <laughs> movie, a movie trailer, like some sort of modern vignette. No, of course not. Like it's just it's behind Jerry Lawler's house, or right? Something. Right. It's in Jerry Jarrett's backyard or whatever, and right, and it's shooting bows and arrows. A knife is being, you know, he's holding a knife in between his teeth and running around, cool. and you see him like doing karate and using nunchucks very poorly, and <laughs> and. and all right, I, I just I got I got to play some of this. I got all I got a handful of clips that I'm gonna try and play because you got to hear the announcer like the the like okay, this is just amazing. You got to hear the 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 voiceover. Right, I'm gonna skip ahead and get to the voiceover. Probably should have had this in a better spot, but. I mean, if you look it up, though, it's on YouTube. You just type in Memphis Wrestling Apocalypse, and it's just this grainy, terrible video of this guy running around a backyard woods, like, shooting guns and stuff. But it's the announcer that's the best. Webster's Dictionary defines apocalypse as meaning an uncovering, a revelation. Apocalypse. Perhaps that reason alone explains why this athlete has chosen that name to enter the ring. Apocalypse. He was trained by the Special Tactics Force of the U.S. Marine Corps, and later he too trained others into his profession. Apocalypse. A true master of hand-to-hand combat, an expert in all fields of the martial arts, a former Marine Corps champion in karate, judo, and other martial art combats. Apocalypse. But for years, he sold his services to several... It, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. It, it's amazing. Wow. Like, Was that... it's just constantly going, Apocalypse. Like, in between all the things. And I know, like, it's funny. You just whispered it right then, and every other time it played in the video, it sounds exactly the same. Like, right. I knew it wasn't you doing that, but... <laughs> wow, hang on. First of all, I, the joke for starting any terrible public speaking engagement is 
Webster's Dictionary defines <laughs> this topic, and that's what they went with. Yep. They, just, they can't, like, there's no... He's presenting this wrestler to you like it's a business meeting, like with a right. PowerPoint. <laughs> I know. And even then, it's pretty bad. Like, he's asking you to invest in this guy or something. Oh, it's it's great. And and just, you need to watch it, because it's like, he's an expert in hand-to-hand combat. And you're watching this guy throw punches, and it's the funniest thing in the world. Oh, no. Like, it just it looks terrible. Sound, it doesn't sound terrible, so that's really funny, because you're, you know... Like, I'm sure seeing it and seeing the low quality of the video in the woods and stuff changes it. But when you're like, yeah, this guy's just training in the woods and shooting guns and firing bows and arrows. And you hear the announcer saying things like, he's a you know martial arts champion right. who was trained in the United States Marine Corps. And you're like, okay, I could kind of see this being a fun, like, sort of Craven the Hunter sort of situation <laughs> in wrestling. Yeah, see, that's the problem but with this, no, this medium. Not of uh you know voice only is you kind of no this is even don't get to this, get all of it this is even better because you have to describe it for me <laughs> that's that's fair that's fair all right uh but he wasn't around long only a few weeks and then i believe the actual guy was like released for doing drugs or something like that so um well uh, it didn't last long happen. no title push for apocalypse i don't believe so i don't believe oh, so shit. So then we're going to move on, and another great character that was introduced in 1984, I believe it was Jimmy Hart who introduced it, Lord Humongous. Um, oh, I've heard about this. Because I, I no. don't know if you've seen Mad Max <laughs> 2. That's what I'm thinking of. Because Dang it. that is exactly what this character was. Wow. They, they picked it right out of the movie. And stuck a big giant guy with a big hockey mask and the kind of ridiculous, like, I don't even know what it is, weird S&M get-up or whatever it was. Were trademark lawyers all just on drugs (laughs) in the 80s? Well, they spelled spelled it different. Like, because the the humongous character in the movie is spelled differently than, like, the way you would normally spell the word humongous. But how does that explain the road warriors? I... Well, again, yeah, the road, no, the, the road Warriors were, yeah, they came after uh, right. the movie, too. Yeah, no, you're right. This was the original Road Warrior, though, and that's what they called him. They called him the Road Warrior, Lord Humongous. <laughs> Why? <laughs> but, I mean, like, they just, how did, how did people get away with this? Oh, oh, they're, 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 it gets even farther as far as trademark oh. goes with, with a little bit later on in this, okay. this episode. Okay, But, uh... Yeah, so he was going to be his Jimmy Hart's next really monster heel. Mm-hmm. Straight ripoff of the Mad Max character. Um, Obviously. And the gimmick, it ended up being one of those passed down gimmicks where like 12 different wrestlers each were Lord Humongous. And it was, okay, it that's was like it was like a springboard type thing for young like giant guys uh-huh. to kind of do it. Like the most notable one was Sid Vicious, who was Lord Humongous for like three years excellent in uh, 87 through uh, 89 so okay uh, that's actually pretty cool and i was gonna say i i would love it if the mask passed down but it was very clearly different wrestling (laughs) like short guys chubby guys big giant guys and they just pretend like we're not gonna notice i would respect that a lot that's a that's a modern gimmick that needs to happen (laughs) yeah oh that's not a bad idea we we should do that. Like we should do it like with the hurricane. Like when Shane Helms retires. Yeah. That'd be a good character to do that with. Oh, that would be fun. 
Well, it'd be, and it's funnier if it's like, you know, the, it's totally serious and the people fighting take it seriously. <laughs> and it's so clearly like, just imagine if it were like Big Show in one match and then like the person fighting him is like, no, I've trained. I know all these new moves now specifically to beat Big Show. <laughs> Except that, you know, it's, it's Lord Humongous. And then they come out next week and it's just, Kurt Hawkins, but in the same getup, and they just like they have no idea what to do again. They're like, "Oh man, he's so he's so elusive." That's how good he. Is. Like it's, it's never addressed, but it's so clearly just someone else every week. Oh, that would be amazing. I, I'm down oh, for that for sure. We're gonna start behind the gorilla wrestling. We, for we real should. Thing. We should. We could. We could run our own get, promotion. Then we're gonna get sued by pro wrestling gorilla, and it's just <laughs> it's gonna be great. That'd be worth it, though. <laughs> That's what we said. We <laughs> joked about before we started the show, just when we got our new logo to start this season, intentionally just using Pro Wrestling Gorilla's Gorilla, <laughs> just to see if that got us any traction. Yeah, just to like get the notoriety. And a hundred people were like, ooh, let me check this out, actually. We should have we done that. We should have had well, this designed and then now and then try and, you know, first try to use the other logo. And then once you get sued, the cease and desist, we can play that all up, and then just we have our real logo anyway. Great. We should have done that. We missed out. We can still do it. We'll we'll do it for season three. Oh, that's a good (laughs) idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, we should see. Anyway, I'm sorry. So anyway, um, so that was Lord Humongous. Now we're going to get into the the meat of it. These two, those two were just so I could fill in for these. Um, This isn't going to be a long podcast anyway. Which we say that every week, and then it ends up being. But anyway, <laughs> so the, this one is one of the greatest things that's ever happened in wrestling, um, and and not enough. I mean, plenty of people do know about it, but not enough people know about it. It's kind of it was forgotten, but it needs to not be forgotten. Okay, in uh, in, in uh, nineteen seventy, it's either seventy six or seventy seven. I heard uh, contrasting opinions. It was on an episode of Memphis Wrestling uh, on Saturday mornings. <laughs> a superhero came to the show. And that superhero was Adam West. Came as Batman wow. Wow. to confront Jerry Lawler. How have I never heard about this before? I, I know, I know, I know. Um, Lawler was the big heel at the time. And um, Batman was... was you know, coming to, to confront him, to confront the bad guy. Now, West apparently wasn't allowed to wear the Batman suit on TV. So, <laughs> because, because again, trademark. Right, right. Uh, so, he has on a black tracksuit with the Batman gloves and then the Batman cowl on. Wow. And it's one of the greatest moments in wrestling history. Um, does it look? Does he look even remotely like any version of a Batman? Well, he, he has the mask. Like track? he he has the cowl on. So yeah, right. But and he plays. He actually it, it's genius. Um, we'll we'll get to this. But West is clearly smashed at eleven a.m. Like that. That's <laughs> that's one of the best parts about it. Was it? Wait, was it filmed live? Um, I don't. I I was always I don't know the, how. I always figured it was taped. So yeah, that, they. That, I don't know when. They, I don't know when they film them. To be honest, I'm not really that sure. Doesn't really justify it, I guess. But. but I believe they did do stuff live. I because like you know originally TV was only live, like back like right. in like the 50s or whatever. So 
I, I something makes me think it was live, but I, I'm not sure. I don't know. It might not have been. I, I don't know. Either way, either way, it's great. And um, so I, I wrote down the entire description of this promo, but it's it doesn't do it justice. So I'm just going to play it. Excellent. This is amazing. He's being interviewed. Um, like it's just a regular backdrop, like a yellow curtain or whatever, like a TV, you know, like TV studio wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, um, another thing, Jerry Lawler's going to come in a little bit later dressed in a Superman outfit, but instead of the Superman logo, it has like a crown and he's wow. super King. So wow. I, I had to, because we can't see it, I have to uh, go ahead and say that because, uh, that, that, that gives you the visual. So th- this is, I'm really this glad is, you, yeah, this is the clip. I didn't want anyone to recognize me. But there is a rumor. That's why that he's Mr. wearing uh, the tracksuit. Here in Memphis because of the radical change in the weather. And that they have a hookup. A hookup with the evil king of Memphis. Mm. Who just might be wrestling here this morning. And here comes Jerry Lawler. Dressed as Superman. Do you, do you know who this is? Is that who I think it is? Yes, it is. What? What is this? Well, what does it look like? Tell me, what does it look like? I heard he was going to be here today, so I dressed appropriately. That's what it is, the Super King. What else? Okay, you say maybe you're going to be able to give us some help uh, with this guy here. You're, you're on the case, and I think we're going to need all the help we can get with, with uh, the King. Well, now he, you know, I, I've heard he's had his troubles with the Joker and the Penguin and Mr. Freeze, but he hadn't handled the King yet. And I got somebody in a box that I'm going to bring out here in just a few minutes that'll make the Joker, make a Joker look like Mickey Mouse. I can tell you that. I've heard about your box, but I want to say that that costume that you're wearing, if you are indeed the evil King of Memphis, has been stolen from a friend of mine, Soup. <laughs> Superman, I call him Superman. And I think that Spider-Man, Spidey Baby, would probably object too. By the way, looking at you, I don't think it's too late for you. I think it possibly, if you change some of your habits, some of your methods of wrestling, if you used your left and right turn indicator in your car. What? Did other things that people normally do. When they're polite and courteous, and you weren't such a naughty, mean person, it wouldn't be too late for you. And I can see that you're not familiar with these rednecks that we have around here. Rednecks. That's exactly right. That's right. I tell you what, gentlemen, they I look like splendid people to me, and they're bat fans. I know they are. And I think it's insulting to call them rednecks. I, I think maybe we uh, we better settle this elsewhere. And uh, again, uh, both of you are going to be Dr. at the. I got to get Dr. Frank in here anyway. Both of you are going to be down at the Cook Convention Center at the uh, car show all yes, this weekend, yeah. and uh, maybe you can settle it there. Badman, appreciate you coming by, and uh, thank you very much. He's not a nice man. Okay, okay, okay. I have I have a couple thoughts. Oh please, please. Okay, number one, Adam West is an American hero. Oh, There's not another a person doubt. on the planet who could deliver that that <laughs> way. Like, you can just... It, it almost... It sounds like if you don't listen to the actual insane words that he's saying, just based on the tone, it sounds like it, like an NPR interview in the 60s. <laughs> like, it's so straight-laced. But that's the character. That's what his Batman exactly. character was. It, exactly. That's why Adam West Batman is so perfect for wrestling. Yep. 
Because he was just looking the dumbest things you've ever seen in your life straight in the <laughs> eye and not blinking. He was taking them yep. completely seriously. Okay, hang on. No, before I forget. Number two, the Im- immediate heel heat for calling the crowd rednecks. It's just <laughs> lovely. I'm like, no. Yep. Rednecks yep. had a pro wrestling show. Like, there wasn't even a part of them that was like, no, that's fair. I mean, you no, remember the immediate. Andy Kaufman episode we did. We yeah. talked all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. But then three, so you're not allowed to wear the Batman suit. Right. Because Memphis Wrestling doesn't own Batman. Right. Um, but you can wear the mask, yep. which you already talked about. You can call him Batman. Yep. And, like, say that he's Batman. Uh, you can call out Spider-Man. You can name drop the Joker and the Penguin. <laughs> Can't talk about Superman. Can't. No, he say. says Superman. Oh, I thought he said Soup. He that did. Was why I he did. So he hard. said soup, but then he then he uh, clarified just in case anyone like, didn't why? know what he was talking about. I just want to know if there was any degree of legal advice that went into. You know what? I think we can say it, but we can't show it. Or if they were all just like, "Nah, this is probably fine." I like you talk about you talk about flirting with a lawsuit to get a spotlight. That would have probably. I don't know if that would have been the best thing for them, but they would have loved the attention. <laughs> Imagine trying to sue a wrestling company because <laughs> Batman showed up on it. I know, I know. But the best part the is PR that clip there. started a little bit late. But what he what he says was, I'm traveling incognito. I didn't want anyone to recognize me. Yeah, That's I heard why that he's part. wearing the tracks. <laughs> but, but still the Which cowl. is perfect. <laughs> like, because that fits with the way that show operated. Like, that's the way it that was. That is true. Just that if Batman true. put on a tracksuit, he's no longer Batman, even though he has the mask on. Like, in the world of that show, that makes sense. It, it does work. Wow. I oh. didn't even think about that. That's... Oh, man. No. And then, like... <laughs> he looks... At... And the other thing that absolutely works in the nature of the show is he looks at Jerry Lawler and he's like, I think if you just changed your ways, changed the way you wrestle... <laughs> Use your turn signals in your car. <laughs> you could really be a better person. Like that's absolutely something that you would tell Robin. You right. know. Or, oh uh, man, he's playing that, the character. He really is. That's wow, wow. So I don't. T- I, I guess nothing ever came of this. No, no. This so was this was a, no. Th- this was the, just the one appearance. He was in town for a car show because that's what he used to do: travel around with like the Batmobile and do appearances at car shows. And he was in Memphis, and so Lawler. Reached out to him to get him to come and make an appearance on the show. Why not? And that's that's the other funny thing. This is far from the dumbest thing Adam West has ever done right. in the name of entertaining <laughs> us. We don't deserve. Oh man, we don't legend. deserve him. Our R.I.P. Adam West. One of the three Absolutely. people, like as far as entertain or like in the acting or entertainment world, whose passing really did make me sad because you know there's not really a connection, at least for me and celebrities for the most yeah. part but not yet <laughs> true yeah but adam west carrie fisher and then now stan lee are the three that really did make me sad but Man, um, that's the thing i would have loved just talking about last week and we talked about guest host i would have loved to see him get to guest host a raw as himself <laughs> i feel like he would have crushed that he's oh yeah people that he's got the entertainment experience and oh, kind of understands good. how to roll with the silliness Mm-hmm. That would have just been perfect. I agree. That was a missed opportunity. I totally agree. But I'm, 
I'm glad to hear about this because I never knew he did anything in wrestling. Yeah, he did this. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It, it was amazing. That amazing. That, that's, that, that's arguably the greatest thing to ever happen in wrestling. Um, but yeah, and more people need to know about it for sure. So yeah, trying to do trying to do our part and getting that out there. But so that that that's the Adam West angle. Now we're gonna move on to the entire reason I did this episode. Oh boy! And 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 a handful of people, anyone who watched Memphis wrestling, anybody who has a decent knowledge of some of the dumbest things in the history of wrestling, have maybe heard of this character. But there's like zero information on him. Uh, it was very different. This is why I wanted to do the whole episode on this character, but there wasn't enough um, for me to find. But I saw a lot of message boards that mention him. So I know there's a decent amount of people that, that know about this character. I had never heard of him before this past week. I found it just by sheer accident. Because the video that I saw is titled, Possibly the Worst Gimmick in Memphis Wrestling History. That's the name oh of the YouTube video my. I found. Oh my. And as soon as I started watching it, my like my smile was so big, I thought it was going to like break my face, and I was so happy. It, I mean, this is like unexpected David Arquette level happy almost. It's almost okay, that good. level. Good. And I was so happy cuz this was just perfect. And uh, again, I I beg of you if you're listening to this, you need to watch this. Harris, I honestly would suggest pulling up this video now if you can. Um, All right, give me, give me a, just for this. I'll do it just you because it you up have so to see it. Like you just have to see it, and um, it is it, it, the the video is called possibly the worst gimmick in Memphis wrestling history. It's on YouTube, but I don't want you to play it yet. I just want okay, you to hang on to get it ready because. All right. All right, I'm pulling it up. Keep talking. Just lay, lay out the spread. All right. Let me know what I'm in for. In the summer of 1991, a new character appeared on Memphis TV. So this is, you know, this was not like in the 70s or 80s. This was in, you know, the early 90s. But think about wrestling in the early 90s. Think about what WWE was in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, stupid characters was the name of the game in wrestling. Oh, yeah. So a vignette aired... For Tagar, the Lord of the Volcano. That okay. is the name of this character. And this is probably the greatest promo that has ever happened, ever. And I'm going to set the scene. There is a horribly painted backdrop with an eruption, like a, an erupting volcano painted on it. It just looks awful. And then Tagar comes in with like this weird red distorted filter over it. And he's wearing like a Doctor Doom looking mask and a black hood with what looks like a black trash bag for a shirt and big black gloves. He speaks with the voice of the Shockmaster <laughs> and says he's coming to Memphis in search of uh, um, of new gladiators. And I'm, I'm going to play the clip. It's only about 40 seconds or so. I'm going to yeah, play I've the clip it. and I want you to watch it too. And if you guys are listening... Whoever are listening, I highly recommend watching I, this as I'm playing it. I just it. got it pulled up, and I'm going to second that. I'm really glad I'm looking at this. All right, right so it's here we go. Good. We're starting at zero at the beginning of this video. It's 43 seconds long, and I'm just going to play it. Oh. 
already I think we're like in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I have roamed the galaxy in search of battle. Those who have crossed me have had their bodies broken and their blood spilled. Never have I looked back. Now I come in search of new gladiators to test me, Tegar, Lord of the Volcano. Bring me your best, and I shall leave them crippled and destroyed. I shall invoke the power of the volcano or the fire of lava. <laughs> and then at the end, he like lights his glove on fire, and so he like yep. has fire on his hand. It is amazing that it is just like if this show had anything to sum it up, like that is it. Man, that was ambitious, wasn't it? <laughs> it is the greatest thing I have like ever seen in the history of terrible wrestling. And it made oh, me so man. happy to have found it. And it, as right m- down to the the painted backdrop is what really gets me. That's the that just encapsulates the gulf between oh, like what they wanted to do and what it actually <laughs> is. Like as soon as you see that, you're like, oh no, I know. Oh, oh I know. Oh, it's it's amazing. Like this is just the greatest thing. And I'm so disappointed because I really wanted this to be a character that was around for a while and had, like, a backstory that I could find. But it wasn't. It was around for a very minimal period of time. It was like a month. But, um... I wish... Man, I wish we could find some more footage of that. Oh, there, there's there is Imagine some more footage. The, there, there's a little okay. bit. I found some. Um, okay, is there one of his entrants? Because that's really what I'd love to see. Oh yes, there is. Um, there's his first TV match, and he wrestled. <laughs> he wrestled Randy Johnson, and no, not the Hall of Fame pitcher. Um, not <laughs> not that one. But oh, well. he enters holding like this big round shield that shoots fireballs out of it. But it's like really pathetic fireballs. Well, of course. <laughs> but it does. It does. Um, so the match, the the match starts. He clotheslines him a few times, picks him up, slams him. He then holds his glove fist in the air. A fireball shoots out of the glove, and then he drops an elbow on him, and then <laughs> puts that same glove around the guy's face. I guess to burn him, and and then wins, gets the pin. As he's doing that. I think that was the goal. It's like, oh, this shoots fire, and now I'm putting it to burn. I, I think that was the honestly, goal. Honestly, that makes more sense than anything else you've described <laughs> thus far. Like, I no, I see the logic there. Like, right. I've established that my glove is hot, and now I grab your face. <laughs> and that he, I can follow. He continues to attack uh, poor old Randy Johnson until Bill Dundee comes in, who is one of the heroes of the, the, the company, and comes in and breaks it up. And they would feud for a while, I mean, like a few weeks, but the gimmick, I think, wore out really quickly, and mm-hmm. uh, Tagar's last match was a loss to Jerry Lawler um, on TV, and he just kind of went back and forth, and Lawler ended up pinning him. And that was really the only in-ring footage I could find of this guy, were those two things. Oh, that's a shame. And, so uh, how does it... Cause- on the video, he's got this terrible filter over him. You can't right. even tell what he looks like. He right. just looks like a shadow. He looks he looks better on the video than he does, really. Yeah, well, I was going to say, because, I mean, <laughs> I feel like we're getting into Shockmaster territory. We are. In terms of, like, 
once you look at a person actually wrestle, you're like, oh, no. Yeah, it's bad because he has this terrible-looking Doctor Doom mask on. Like, it's like metal-looking faceplate with a hood over it that clearly he has trouble keeping on or, or has trouble seeing out of it. So he's, like, going around constantly messing with it. (laughs) <laughs> it, it's it's wow, just that is shockmaster it's terrible um and the other funny thing is nobody knows for sure who this character was like who the guy was okay, I, that's I, awesome. I found like contracting like contradicting things and it was like is it this guy or is it this guy or is it this guy so nobody really knows i don't think 100 percent who this guy even was <laughs> you know what this reminds me of and i'm going to use another comic book reference but you know, Mysterio exists in the Spider-Man universe as one of those, like, gag villains, right? Like, they're not going to make... They might do it one day, but, like, you don't see any serious movies or You're about to. video games. You're with about to. Mis- with Mysterio... He's the villain in the, uh, Far From Home, the next Spider-Man movie. I'm really excited to see what they do with that. Yeah. Because right now, like, the, the most exposure I have to him is in the original Spider-Man 2 video game. For the PlayStation. Oh, too. I have. Uh, my first experience was him in the original Spider-Man animated show from the '60s. Okay, now hang. Oh man. Okay, well, hang on. Let me tell you this first. So, in you know, in that video game, he's constantly like hyping you up for a fight and like projecting way more strength than he has. That's kind of his whole gimmick is like illusion and magic and like, oh, this guy's gonna be really creepy and tough, and he's not. Like, he just gets clowned right. constantly. I don't have it right in front of me, but I swear this is real. There's a comic panel, and I think it's the first one he ever appears in. I saw it on Twitter one time. Somebody was like, I can't believe that in his first ever appearance, somebody is making fun of Mysterio. That's literally exactly what happens. He's like, (laughs) behold, you foolish mortals, I am Mysterio. And from out of panel, there's just a speech bubble of someone saying, Man, this guy looks dumber than Spider Man. <laughs> just immediately from the, from the get go, and like a lot of the side missions in the Spider Man video game are him. You know, like you have to get through his illusion. Right. And he's always teasing a fight at the end that never comes. Yeah, and then finally you find him, and you're like dismantling his layers and picking apart his hideouts, and finally you find him trying to hold up a gas station like a convenience store, and, fi- and Spider-Man busts in and is like, hey, what's going on here? And he's like, finally, I will destroy you. And he, like, flexes and the camera angle shifts, and his health bar powers up three times. So you think, oh, man, this is going to be crazy. Like, I'm going to have to fight this guy for so long. It's going to be so intense. Literally one punch, and he's dead. <laughs> Literally, like, you sprint towards him, hit, and he just explodes, like, flies through the window, and his helmet falls off. And it's it's just a tease. Like, that's the whole character is this gag villain. And that's what this reminds me of. Like, I was almost expecting the payoff to just be like Jerry Lawler unmasking somebody like Scooby-Doo. You know, like, if you're a little kid watching this, you're like, oh, no, it's the Volcano Man. He's going to be so tough. He can make fire. And then it's just like, old man Jenkins, what are you doing? And they're like, that's what I was expecting. So yeah. I love the fact that they were just like, no, no, it's Tamar. It's really him. And Jerry Lawler beat him, and then he was gone. Yeah, he just he just kind of went out of existence, and <laughs> nobody no really talked about him again. <laughs> and we never know to this day. We don't know who was behind the mask. I know. There's like a bunch he of speculation, but nobody knows for sure. 
John Cena versus Tamar, WrestleMania Taygar, Taygar. Book it. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. I, I already forgot. Give him the respect he deserves. <laughs> I am giving exactly the amount of respect he deserves. <laughs> oh, man. But th- this made me so happy. Going from no material to finding that video yeah, that's made pretty good. me so happy. Oh, man. <laughs> it was... Oh, it, it was just, it was a great moment. It, it was a great moment. And, um, so I, I knew that I had to create, I had to create something that, that revolved around that. And then finding the Batman thing was just a bonus after that, which I, yeah, I had yeah, heard absolutely. of that before, but I had totally forgotten about it. And so re like finding that again and really getting into that was just wonderful as well. That was a really good, uh, that was a really good escalation of the <laughs> insanity too. <laughs> The way you kind of walked us up to it. Thank you. That, wow. that was the goal. That was the goal. <laughs> yeah, that was nicely done. But there, there's other great characters and ridiculous characters come out of Memphis. Obviously, probably one of the most successful ones was Kamala, because that was created by Jerry Lawler and Jerry Jarrett. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, with, uh, what was the dude's name? I remember he wrestled under Sugar Bear Harris, but I don't remember what his first name was. Something Harris, but big dude from Mississippi. And, uh, just, he was trying to get in, you know, he had been wrestling somewhere and was trying to get in in Memphis wrestling and just kind of walked in and wanted to talk to someone. Jerry, Jerry found him. This is all on a, an episode of Stone Cold's podcast that he did back. It was in 2013. It was, it was one of his first episodes and it's a two-parter with Jerry Lawler. And I would highly recommend listening to it. If you guys can find it, cause it's fantastic. Um, Jerry Lawler needs to be on more podcasts. He's the, the stuff he is been through and has seen and created it's amazing but um so yeah so he sees this giant black guy and he's like has anyone else seen you and he's like no i just walked in here and he's like all right uh go into my dressing room and stay there (laughs) and then he comes up with this cannibal character because he had like a he Mm -hmm. knew of like this like famous painting of like ugandan cannibals or something or african cannibals or something and then and at the time, the Ugandan president was a cannibal, like for real. And so it was in the news. And so he painted him up like the guy, the, the cannibals in the paintings and, you know, gave him like a spear. And then they went out and filmed vignettes like like that apocalypse one in the backyard of like Jerry <laughs> Jarrett. But it's like a ton of land. So, right. you know, it could pass for, you know, the wilds of Africa or whatever. And then build him as this, you know, Ugandan giant. And then he was like one of the most over characters in the history of the company. And, you know, went on, you know, and obviously had a big WWE run and was a huge character. The Kamala character was enormous. It terrified people. I mean, he was biting people. And like whenever they would bleed, he would, you know, take the blood and lick it like off of them and all that stuff. Like it was Uh great. Ah, it was great. Like one of the best big men gimmick like monster characters ever. Super effective. Wow. So that, that that came out of Memphis too. So it, was, it wasn't all bad. There there were some hits and misses. See, this is really fun. I never thought of Memphis like that. Like I've heard people reference it fondly, like watching it as a kid. But like the, the stereotype is always, well, WWE was all about sports entertainment. Not at first. And it was all the other little territorial companies that had the real wrestling. And I love this episode because this is the episode where I'm learning like, no, Memphis was crazy. <laughs> Memphis had Batman. You can't yep. get more sports entertainment than Batman. But but at the same time, it was still real wrestling to all these people. But 
Right, right, they, right, right. They but really... I'm just saying, like, the emphasis on, like, when you think of, like, you know, old WCW and it's, like, Dusty versus Ric Flair and it's just, it's all about sport. <laughs> right, know? right, right. Yeah, there's That's a whole other side. I mean, but we talked about, we, we talked about it, in, again, in the uh, Andy Kaufman episode, which if you guys haven't listened to that, check that out. I believe it was episode six or seven. But, um, yeah, that, it was that, early on. That's that one of my favorite one. ones for sure. But um, we talked about it on there because Andy Kaufman was from Long Island, and he went to Vince McMahon Sr. first in the WWF mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do stuff, and Vince Sr. was like, no, nah, no, nah, we – People already are skeptical. We're not bringing in actors. Like, this needs to stay real. And so <laughs> he went to Memphis, which, you know, I can see Vince McMahon having, like, a conniption now, like, from yeah. missing that opportunity, you know, Vince McMahon Jr. But, uh, yeah, and so he went to Memphis, and, Men- and Jerry's like, yeah, sure, come on. <laughs> I mean, that was right up their alley at the time. And so. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, Memphis was a was a wild and fun place, that's for sure. For a long time, like I think it's still around. Jerry still runs a promotion in Memphis. Yeah, I think I think this came up when we had that last episode. I think you told me that. Like he's still there and he still wrestles sometimes. Yeah, he still wrestles like quite a bit. Hey, good so. for him, man. That's great. That's that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the uh Episode on some uh, interesting moments in Memphis wrestling, including the wonderful Tagar the Lord of the Volcano. If we ever get to the saturation point where we wouldn't lose a massive amount of money making t-shirts, <laughs> we have to make Hagar Lord of the Volcano t-shirts. I know. I've been meaning to make... someone to sue us for that. I've been meaning to make a uh, just a logo shirt, but I just haven't done it yet because it costs money. Right. Well, exactly. I mean, there's just there's no, there's no point. Well, I just Tell want one friend. for me. Oh, oh, that's oh, what I mean. Oh, I but even that's expensive. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like thirty something, thirty forty bucks just to get like a couple of shirts made or whatever. So, yeah, it's definitely not yeah. cheap unless you're mass producing. But um, right. But so yeah. tell your friends to listen, like, share, subscribe. <laughs> yeah, please, so that we can get uh, behind the gorilla and take our the Lord of the Volcano shirts. My favorite part about that is Jerry the King Law or whoever owns that. I'm sure they could make some sort of legal argument that we don't own that character since we're <laughs> talking about it live on our podcast right now. Right, But that right. just means somebody has to stand up and say, no, I wrote this. And that would almost be worth it. it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you really, you want to, you want to, on the record, you this is your idea in a court of law? You good with that? Oh, okay. Here you go. Oh, man. But that was wonderful, and I was very happy with, with, uh, with that story that I found. So, um, yeah, that'll do it for this week of Behind the Gorilla. Make sure and uh, follow us on Twitter at Behind underscore Gorilla for all of the show updates and uh, our personal thoughts, mostly my personal thoughts on wrestling and every now and then Harris's. He'll throw in a Bailey picture or something like that. Yeah, um, I'm not, well, I'm not going to be thirsty on my own Twitter. I'll just use my <laughs> burner account for that. And uh, yeah, it's already weird enough that I tweet about wrestling a lot. I don't need people thinking, "Wow, he tweets a lot about wrestling," and like, <laughs> really, like, uh, is he okay? He seems really lonely. Like, I don't need that on top of everything else. Yeah, that that's my favorite part of the Twitter account is that's where I can just put all my wrestling stuff in there, and it it, it doesn't can, matter. You can, if you haven't checked it out yet for some reason, you can go through the behind the gorilla Twitter account and like pick out my tweet. Yeah, <laughs> they're so different from Mark's. That's true. Either positive or just 
yeah, like a picture of Bailey. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, follow follow the uh, Twitter account, and uh, you'll get all my my our our constant adoration of David Arquette. That's like half of our mm-hmm. Twitter account. So um, yeah, that's really he what really it's embodies for. the spirit of the show. He does, know? and the ultimate goal is to try and get him on the show at some point. Um, but first. We got to have Harris watch Ready to Rumble, which we will do over Christmas break. That's going to be our big, big project for that. And then after that, I'm going to actively campaign for David Arquette to uh, join us on the show. So we'll see if that long shot, but it's going to be worth a shot. At least I think it's worth it. But um, yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I'm I'll, I'm happy to go along if we actually get it to work out. That'd be insane. That'd awesome. be amazing. I'll just, but, I'll just be because you'll be freaking out, and I'll just be like, "I liked you and scream." <laughs> that was cool. Well, that's why we we're gonna have to expand your uh, David Arquette right, knowledge. Right, right. Oh man! But anyway, so follow follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand, and I'm at Harris Wilson. If you want to see, that's where most of my wrestling tweets are, along with just a whole lot of other just just dumb nonsense. <laughs> it's a lot of college football. If you want to watch me, you know retweet funnier people who have things to say about football that's pretty good yeah that's most of my regular twitter account too pretty much just sports but um yeah it's fine so you can do that and then uh, yeah make sure and uh leave us a review on itunes because we don't have enough of those so if you do listen to the show please leave us a rating or or a uh, review on itunes and again it doesn't have to be a good review just um you know just something anything helps but if you are going to give us a bad review or a less, you know, less than seller review, of course, Harris, well, go ahead and explain what your uh, stipulation is. Right, right. So if somehow you made it this far and you don't know the rule or you've listened to every episode and you still haven't left us a review yet. I'm talking to you. Please do that. All you have to do is think about how good you think we are and then compare it to a wrestling match. So... You're clearly listening. You made it this far. You think, okay, this is pretty good. It could be a little more polished. It could be a little bit better. This is just, this is like, you know, a superstars match of podcasts. You can give us two stars. That's fine. But just have the decency to go ahead and say, yeah, this is like the Zack Ryder versus Kurt Hawkins on a Tuesday night at 6.30 of podcast. Just give us something in the description below. Put a little bit of thought into it because anybody can mindlessly hate on something. But if you want to give us a bad review, just compare it to a wrestling match. Put it in terms we can understand. That's that's all we have. Yep. So uh, be sure and do that. And also, last plug, if you like Batman, which hopefully you do because we talked about him on the show, um, check out... <laughs> they <laughs> talked about Batman once before. <laughs> right. <laughs> But if you do like Batman, check out my other podcast, The Uncaped Crusaders Review, where me and my friend Ian go and watch and review every Batman movie ever made. We just finished Batman Mystery of the Batwoman, and next week we will be start, or uh, actually, no, next week we're going to be doing The Batman vs. Dracula, that animated movie. So that'll be um, next week. So if you like that, check that out. Available all same podcast platforms of this one, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere. Um, follow that on Twitter at Uncaped Review as well for all the updates on that. So that'll do it for this week of Behind the Gorilla. Thanks for listening. Again, I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. Have a great week. <laughs>